Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Journey from Dude to Dad. I'm Kyle Mickle, and my dad is the host. His name is Mike, and he is far from being a dude. He's been a dad for 21 years. He has me to thank for that. He's joined by his friend Kevin Walker, who is also pretty far removed from dudeness. After all, he's so old he went to college with my mom. Anyway, they definitely know about dad stuff, and they will have plenty of dudes joining them. So let's get started. Welcome back. It's another edition of the Journey from Dude to Dad podcast. I'm Kevin Walker. He's Mike Mickle. Once again, you may be able to tell we're at Caddy's by the echo in the room. It's our hot spot. It's our favorite place. It is. But you know what? We did, in our own defense, the last podcast, we did it from my home. It's true. And our new puppy, Boomer, kept making appearances. He was... He didn't... He didn't bark a whole lot, though. I thought he was going to go crazy. Only when someone came home did he get excited. Exactly. Exactly. He is convinced that everyone, every time he hears the garage door open and then people walking in, he's convinced that there is a mass murderer coming into our home. Are you sure that's what he thinks, or does does he like to bark at people? You're sure that he knows it's a masked murderer. I, I think that, I really think that's it. Just okay. just based on the bark, he has different sure. barks, but this he has bark is barks. a pretty intense bark. Let me tell you. Yeah, our dog has has various barks depending on if he has to go outside or if he's hungry, he wants to eat the food you're eating. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. I guess I'll give you that. Yeah, the, the I want your food is a bark with attitude. Yeah, or a Rawr! he yeah. growls at us, kind of like, "Why are you not feeding me?" When he doesn't know who's coming in, it's a ferocious bark. <laughs> Well, as ferocious as an 11-pound dog can be. True. But, you know, it's They you can know, be, tapping. well, sometimes the smaller the dog, the louder the bark. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. That's, yeah. Well, you know. Oh. So it's uh, still January. We're, we're getting yeah. closer to the end of the month. You know, last couple episodes we talked about moving into the new year and positive attitudes and things we're going to do and all that. And, you know, so far it's not a lot different for me. It seems like it's the same stuff. It is, and you know, from a, you know, from a national perspective, we've had a lot of change, and we yeah, yeah, had yeah. some, you know, some unsettling images from our nation's capital, and I think that people, just when they thought, okay, let's turn the page here and let's move forward, we've had to take another step back. But you know, I was just, I was just writing my article for the February March issue of QC Family Focus. We've started splitting the months, mm-hmm. if you know where. So this one will be out through, or the January, February, excuse me. So it'll be the remainder of January and then all the way through Valentine's Day. And so I was talking about how Kate coming home early because they ended her semester early at Monmouth College, having her there, having Kyle coming back from Tampa because of everything that was going on with the MLB, having Matt still home. You know, we had more family dinners together. We've had, it's been a good time. And now yeah. Kate's, as we record this, Kate is packing uh, to leave to go back to college tomorrow. And I'm happy for her because that, you know, being on campus is a big part of the college experience. But True. I miss my girl, i got to tell you. And Boomer's going to miss her, too. <laughs> There'll be a certain bark for, I miss my sister. <laughs> exactly. I get that. No, I get that. Yeah. He can't sign it, but he can put a paw print on it for her. True. I, well, yeah, Caitlin went back to, to school in Chicago last week, and although she, I mean, she loved being home, she still has to go to mom's house and dad's house, and she's got the baby sister, and, you know, she's got a 10-year-old brother at her mom's house, so she gets a little family in each spot, but she was pretty ready to go back, and I, it, coincidentally, she has a boyfriend in Chicago, so I think that's part of it, but she... I think she had a good break, but she was not like, oh, I really don't want to go back to Chicago tomorrow. She was like, I got to go back to my job. I got to go back to work study. I got to go back to class. 
I mean, I get it. You, you, that's fine. So, I mean, it, it was a little different in our house. She was, like, ready to go. They grew up, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think once Kate gets there, she's going to be excited about being back with all of her friends. And some mm-hmm. of her friends have been coming to our house um, to see her. But it, I think, you know, just she got her room redone, you know. She, when we moved in there, she was a little girl. Yeah. And boy, did we have some bright pink walls. And so that, you know, that changed to a sky blue, and she got a new comforter, and she got new shams, and she rearranged the room, and she and Boomer are just, again, just buds. And so I think that's been, <laughs> that's the big thing for her. But, you know, with her being an hour away, she can come home whenever she wants. That's not that far. You're right. It's close enough that a weekend can be made of either a trip to visit or a trip to come home. That's, that's true. It's not hard. Yep. She's even, when she's really hungry for mom's home cooking, she's even driven up one night. Huh. Had dinner with us, spent the night, and then got up the next morning to go back. So That's kind of cool, though. It'll be a little more quiet in the house now. We'll be down to the family of, well, four and a half <laughs> with Boomer, but, you know, yeah. with her going back. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got a high school senior who is now going through the last, what, six weeks of basketball season? About six? Yep. Yep. And then uh, before we know it, has he has he started to really think about college yet, or is he still just playing the field? I think he's he's dating several little, colleges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's becoming a little more serious, I think, in his decision making. Um, he had some, you know, significant interest from D three colleges and even a couple of D two for football. Hmm. But I think he has decided to take the same path as uh, Kyle. And I just remember when Kyle um, finished his high school uh, sports career, he just said, when I put down the football and I put down the basketball for the last time, I want to be surrounded by these guys that are like my brothers. I've grown up with them. And I think Matt has the same philosophy. So Matt, at this point, is talking about becoming a Hawkeye. Hmm. He's talking about going to the University of Iowa. Nice. His mother is not so gently reminding him that he's going to have to learn how to study and do homework. Yeah. So that's um, it's going to be a different. Well, that's not just at Iowa, though. (laughs) (laughs) That would be wherever he attends. That's true. That's true. But we really thought, you know, maybe a smaller college getting involved. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. At Iowa, there's a lot to see and do and and get distracted by. Lots of distractions. Lots of distractions. But you know, uh, for me, it could be worse. I mean, if you know. The youngest will be leaving the nest, and if he's only going an hour away, how the heck did we pull that off? Because Kyle went there, Kate went an hour the other direction. Now, if Matt goes just an hour away, I'm going to take it. Yeah, that's pretty good because you're you're within a, a, an easy driving distance of, of. I mean, Iowa City is almost easier to get to than Monmouth is. Really, you yeah. just get on the interstate and go. So, yep. Yeah, that's not bad. Yep. Uh, I like Monmouth though. I like the college camp. Well, I obviously I like love the University of Iowa as well, but it's just two different vibes when you're there. Sure. You know? And Monmouth is just, it's a beautiful campus. It's a small college. It's exactly what Kate needed. And I don't know, I just enjoy visiting it. I think that there's yep. a lot. I think if more people went there for a visit, mm-hmm. they would fall in love with it too. It is a pretty campus. I've been there a couple times. It is nice. And, uh, well, I mean, Loyola and Chicago, where Caitlin goes, is not huge. It's big enough, but it's also cozy, I guess. I mean, it's nice, and it's right on the lake, so it has some appeal visually. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I mean, the campus, 
where at Iowa, it's big. There's a lot of room. There's, I mean, you can get lost on the campus there. I mean, but uh, but some people thrive on that, and he might be like, I want to, I want to go experience all there is to. Well, anybody who knows Matt knows that he really wants to be where all the action is. So I think that <laughs> I, and we have, well, we have a close friend, Will Carius. Um, he's like another one of our sons who really tried to get Matt because Will spent a year in Monmouth mm-hmm. and he really wanted Matt to come down there. He was saying he wanted to introduce the football, uh, Matt to the football coach and the basketball coach. The football coach had already kind of watched Matt and mm-hmm. was interested and I think it's the whole stubbornness of my sister went there. There's absolutely no way I'm going to Monmouth College. But yeah. I mean, you that's true. You live true. and you learn. And he's got to, you know, he's at that point. He's got to spread his wings and fly. He just, I, we're doing our best to prepare him. I don't know how you do it. Because, you know, all of our, our three kids are basically young adults now. And, yes, we're still trying to guide Matt. But to a certain extent, he's going to have to learn some of these things on his own. Yeah. And you have... You know, you've got one at Loyola, and then you have one that is Who's in first absolutely grade. adorable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's real cute. She, Just come, she, come to my house for a night and try to parent her. She is cute. She's adorable. We and had dinner tonight. Now we made the- dinner tonight, and we were talking about, we always do this, like, what's the best part of your day? What's the worst part of your day? Oh, we, we always do that. And tonight, she's like, the worst part of my day is having to tell dad what the worst part of my day is. She always thinks it's funny, like a little comedian. Dad, she always says, Dad, you're a sucker. I mean, that's her thing. I mean, it's a little inside joke. The, but she just, I mean, I'm like, no, we're, this is serious. Oh, well, the worst part of my day was I couldn't go outside for recess, whatever it happened to be. But, yeah, she's always like, yeah, the worst part of my day is having to talk to you, Dad. I mean, it, and then 10 minutes later, she'll be like, Dad, will you read me a story? Will you uh-huh. put me to bed? Will you get yeah. me some ice cream? Yep. I mean, it's just... Can you, can you, can you? So she's cute and all, but she's she is very strong-willed and has a little bit of a... I mean, a temper that most six-year-olds have. She just doesn't yet know how to control her emotions. She gets mad or upset. It's like off the rails. Dog bites her leg, which happens every day because the dog thinks she's playing. She loses her, her mind. I mean, like, screams at him. I'm like, we probably... I will say to Katie... Do something. Parent her. <laughs> Do something. Parent her. That's my thing. Because I'm like, I'm on break. <laughs> I am going to strangle her because she. I love this kid, but she like we're not getting through to her about like emotion control. It's just kidding. And so the dog's not drawing blood or anything. No, no, no. He just nips nip. at her. He yeah. thinks that he thinks she's playing because she'll walk by and and like give him a pat on the head, and he thinks. I mean, he's still in that. Want to bite everything, chew uh-huh. everything. Everything is, you're playing with me, right? You're playing, right? Let's play, let's play, Dad, let's play. Yeah. So, I mean, and then other times he'll just sit with her on the couch and snuggle with her, and she's good. But the minute right. you move, he's like all over it. And then, and then she gets just so pissed at him. And it's I'm like, the pounce. wow. It's the pounce. Camden, we just need to have, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm okay. It's like Jekyll and Hyde, relax. So, yeah, I, I, she is. Oh, She's adorable. I love her to death. I'm just amazed at how we're just we're just going through some of those things. I'm like, wow, she just she's six. She's still learning some of those things. But I'm like, wow, we really need to practice some emotion control. I cannot imagine having one that young. Of course, you're younger than me. Of course, you're the same age I as am. Karen. Yes, I am. You're the same age as Karen. So still younger than you. One would think you. that Karen would still be young enough to be raising one that age. Ah, but I clearly that's, am I guess not. that's true. I didn't, that's you know? that's a good point. No. I never would have thought. 
you know, 20 years ago that I would be having a s- almost seven-year-old that I'll be 52 in like two weeks. And I'm like, I still feel young. I don't feel like I look like it or whatever, but I'm like, wow. I still realize that when Camden graduates from Pleasant Valley High School, I will be, let's do the math, she's six, that's, that's 11, I'll be 63 years old. My dad was like 55 when I graduated from high school. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's, um, Matt's got to hurry. Mm-hmm. He can't be held back a year. Because at this point, I will have just turned 59. Well, yeah, but you're still, you're still like, he's in 12th grade, she's in 1st grade. Yeah. You're still 11 years nope. ahead of me on that. Yeah, can't do it. I, I cannot imagine it. You know, the funny thing, you just said, tell me the best thing about your day and the worst thing about your day. And Karen Mickle does the same thing <laughs> when we're all around there, all around the table, especially when they were younger. She started that, so I don't know how you... Does everybody groan and be like, well... Oh, yeah. Of course yeah. they did. Of course they did. Yeah. And We're, now we, we don't did. ask because we just don't care what the worst part of their day was. That's right. I just, we just... Grown. If, if Katie asks, we, we tell. <laughs> if she doesn't, I don't bring it up. Some days are better than others. So I was just no, like, you no know... Doubt. No doubt. Whatever works. Well, I, just, I love the little gap in between the teeth now when I get to look... Well, the yeah, and she lost one of those teeth now, too, so now there's a... You could put a straw through there. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That comes in and handy, she's excited. So I don't know how the hell this happened. The first tooth she lost, Tooth Fairy brought her 20 bucks. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. We're, this, is like, this is like a stimulus plan. I'm like, what are we doing here? This is like, you know... So then the second time, I was able to convince the Tooth Fairy to knock it down to $5 for the second one. I was like, I can't afford to send this kid to college if we're going to give her 20 bucks every time she loses a tooth. It's just absurd. A stimulus plan? I'm like, we're going nuts here. What is this? That's quite Did you ever the leanest stimulus plan that I've ever heard of. Of course, at her age, that's Well, yeah, not she's a got like 20 income. teeth in there. I'll be out 400 bucks before I'm done. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, we're setting a precedence that's going to be hard to live up to. Five, I get it. Ten, maybe. But come on. I don't know. You so know, well, and So you talk about spending money like that, and I just never, I didn't think that far ahead. And, you know, I'm not, you know, we've got, again, three basically grown children. And trust me, they still cost us plenty of money. But... You know, when we go to stores now, we don't look for things for them. We're looking for the next chew toy for Boomer. Yeah. It's all about <laughs> Boomer right now. It's you just buy food for them. Exactly. They eat. That's yeah, what they lots do. Lots of food. Lots That's, of see, food. luckily, Caitlin is that she just she eats a few things. She's really, I'm like, I don't know how you survive. You should eat more food. Then again, eat while you're at school. Don't, if you don't want to eat while you're here, that's fine. She just, a lot of, lot of vegetables, a lot of salads. I'm like, but if I'm paying for... Chipotle or a burger, then we're all in. If she's got to buy it, she manages Starbucks no matter what, but I'm, doesn't want to spend any money on food. Oh boy, our our three and their iced coffees and things like that. I, I I have never liked the flavor of coffee, and even when I was on the morning shift and I needed the caffeine, I had to pour enough cream or vanilla or Great. some kind of flavoring yes. in there to make it not to completely like nullify the coffee. Oh, no, yeah, I get that. I'm not a big coffee fan either. And uh, now iced tea, I'll drink it. See, for I, the bath, I, I, I still can't drink that. I will drink certain like iced if there's enough caramel in it and stuff like that. I'll drink it. And again, that's just me having to pay for Caitlin at Starbucks. That I'm like, well, let me try that. Oh, well, that's okay. I mean, I'll you know. 
when she went back to school last week, it was, hey, do you need anything before you go? I mean, I'm almost afraid to ask, but do you need anything? I don't know. Can we go to Costco, Dad? Sure. You just need a couple things? Yeah. $147 later, I'm like, you need vitamins? <laughs> what? Do you, I mean, why am I buying you chewy vitamins? Do you need, like, food? Well, yeah. yeah. What I'm hearing is it's probably a good thing that Caitlin went back to school. Yes. Otherwise, Cam would have lost her entire stimulus plan. Because That's true. Been spending be no all more. that money I will, on her. Yeah, I will veto that plan. I'm like... I, I mean, again, I don't mind spending... I'll spend any money on anything that needs to be done, but sometimes I'm just like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? Yeah. I feel like... I love having all three of them home. I feel like on the weekends, we bleed money. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's one of those... What are we having for lunch? What are we having for dinner? Oh, well, we you're not even having now. to spend any money on activities because there's nothing open that you can really go do. Can you right. imagine if they were, if it was, hey, I'm going to go to the Bandits game. I need 20 bucks, okay. Or I'm going to do this or the Steam Wheelers are in town or whatever it happens to be. But you're right. When you eat out multiple times, we've had a lot of birthdays in my, in my family circle lately. And I'm like, we're going out for dinner again? We're going out for dinner tomorrow night for somebody's family, uh, a, a, a birthday. And I'm like, okay. Sure. Olive Garden again? Great. Olive Garden again. I love Olive Garden. But, a weed or two. But it's also, it's deceivingly expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go in there and, and eat for $12. Nope. So, you know, it Red is... Red Lobster, too. Red true. Red Lobster. Yep. Oh, no. my goodness. And those That's true. biscuits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, I love That's that That's true. Stuff. I totally agree. But, uh, but those, those times and those, like, going out now... To me, I think I get more out of it than I used to because I enjoy spending time because it seems to be when I have, the, my, I have my family's attention the most when we're eating. And when I was writing the article today, I, you know, I said that. We've had more family dinners with the five of us around the table since Monmouth came, you know, wrapped up their semester early and, and we've all been home. Certainly, it's not a nightly thing just based on... Yeah. Again, they've all got their friends. They have their own lives. But it has been, there's been some cool moments where we've been able to be together and just have everybody together. And that's, it's been nice. I mean, I imagine that is one of the, one of the few real upsides of the pandemic is that more family time and the, and maybe quality family time. Because you can have family time and people, everyone's on their phone right. and no one's paying any attention. We've had plenty of that. But we've stopped short of like having, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, we've talked about this, like, hey, Sunday afternoon, let's all put our phones away and turn them off and you can't touch them until 4 o'clock. We tried it one time and it was like, even I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, if dad can't handle it, then it's hard to enforce it for the whole family. So Isn't we, that sad? I know. My phone's right over there. I can see it, Yep. but it's plugged into the charger yep. and I'm wondering what's going on. What am I missing? What yep. am I missing? But... I, yeah, we we had. There were some weekends where I finally said, "You know what? I gotta unplug." Yeah, and I put the phone away and just. I have it's really hard to do to that. I, I just, find, I mean, I find it to almost impossible to unplug for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I might be better at it than I used to be, but. Thank you. Here's the folks at Caddy's. They're I know. taking care of us. I know. She's like trying not to spill the beer as she sets it down. Us it's very it's just, nice. We feel home. We feel like we're at home. Well, if this was a video, they would have seen you give the all clear sign like another round. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, and if I hadn't had lunch so late, I would have been ordering my boneless wings. But, you know, there you go. I don't do dinner anymore, so I can't do that. I mean, who, who needs to eat dinner? 
right? It's, yeah, exactly. It just costs money. It just costs money. It comes right it back to that. It just comes right back to that. Well, and I think part of that is, like, and this happens every year, right around January 10th, I get the bill for Loyola, or at least my portion of the bill, and I'm like, oh, okay. Let's have some peanut butter sandwiches for a couple <laughs> weeks, you know? Exactly. But, actually, there's, you know, it's funny because, and you probably experienced the same thing, there is a tremendous amount of financial aid available if you know where to look for it, or if you are smart about it. It really is. Yep. No matter where a child goes to school, and every school's a little bit different, and each school, I mean, there are grants at Loyola that I didn't know existed till this year, and I'm like, yes, we'll take that. Sure. You know? In, in addition to academic scholarships, I'm like, work study? Yes. And the funny thing is, like in Chicago, I think the minimum wage is like $13 an hour. So she makes like $13 an hour doing a work study job. I'm like, you can buy your own books. Absolutely. Or buy your own Starbucks or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Kate About the same cost. A, Kate has a job uh, on campus. Yeah. And so she's, she's making some of the money, too. And, you know, I just remember when we were expecting Kyle and we were meeting with a financial planner and he was really pushing a 529 plan. And I'm like, are you kidding me? The baby's not even here. And you're telling us that we need to do this? Thank goodness we did. I wish I had oh. done that. That's See, now that is the difference, too, is that when Caitlin was younger, after the divorce, which didn't, like, it wasn't like I, like, cost me everything I ever had, but it was expensive, and then being self-employed for a while, all it takes is a couple not great years, and you're like, I don't have any money to save for that. And then you put it off. So I saved money but didn't do a 529 plan, and now I kind of regret that. I kind of wish I had done that when she was, even when she was 13 or 14. So like with Camden now, we have all that stuff set up. Yep. She can go wherever she wants 13, 14 years from now. Everybody who knows us knows that Karen's a lot smarter than me, and she was the one that really pushed for it. She's always the one looking toward the future. I'm like, what are we having for dinner tonight? I, it's right. That's true. <laughs> not, That's true. You know, we're just completely wired differently, but it, uh, it has helped tremendously. With that said, you know, we both were unified in the they're going to pay part of their college education. We want them to have some skin in the game. It will mean more to them if they have to cover some of the cost. See, now I totally agree with that. Try having that opinion when your ex-wife thinks, yeah, yeah, that's fine, but let's just worry about that later. No, if we worry about it later, she'll graduate, and some, those, bill, those loans are still in my name or your yep. name. She has to have, and luckily now, she, there are some like uh, federal loans that are like in her name only. Well, I think maybe her mom expects that we'll pay those. I'm like, no, I will pay the ones that I borrowed, the plus loans or whatever. I have no problem helping her. But, like, she wants to be a lawyer. I'm like, we'll cover whatever your scholarships don't cover for undergrad. You're on your own for the rest. Start making some money when you're 30, and hopefully you'll make a lot of money because you're going to have a ton of debt. But, great, if that's what you want to do. I mean, I and again, my parents did the same kind of thing. My dad worked at John Deere, had John Deere stock that he had set aside. But I still paid some of my stuff and then I paid right. some of my loans back and it was that was the deal you you get the scholarships we'll cover the difference and then we'll split the difference of that later so I mean I might have only right. paid back four or five grand uh, granted we went to college when it didn't cost 60 grand a year to go to school I, th yeah. I don't think my entire four years of college cost 60 grand probably oh, I don't think mine did either you know yeah it's crazy no they it didn't but 
it is costly. And I think at some point, I think, you know, I, at least for me, I want to give my kids stuff that I didn't have growing up. Yeah. And I'm okay with that still. You know, that's just how I feel and who I am. But I also realize now that you can't just give them everything or there's a real chance that they're not going to fully appreciate it. No, that's true. And the kids are punks. It's not like they just take it and run, but I still think there's something to be said for working for part of it. Oh, absolutely. I think I think that's that's very true. Not have to work for all of it. I mean, I I mean I I know kids with parents who are like, "You want to go to college? You pay the well, that, how is that realistic? That just creates a hardship for the student." But I also you're right. I, I not my job to pay for all of it. Well, and Kyle's living at home, and we told him he could live at home once. You know, his internship with the Tampa Bay Rays was interrupted by COVID. He moved back. He got a job right away. And, you know, he's talking about getting his own apartment. And I know he will at some point, and that's fine, and I understand. But I just said, right now, your mom's working. I'm working. We're gone a big chunk of the time. You're working. You're gone a big chunk of the time. Uh, There's no problem with you being here. And you can be paying down on the loans that you have. That's right. He is on pace to be paid off by the end of February. So that's awesome. Free. That's actually awesome. And it's just been nice having him around. Well, that's what I mean. Why? Yeah. Why encourage them, like in that situation, to go out and get an apartment when you could just? Right. You're right. If you hardly ever see each other, and the time you do have is good quality time, pay those He's loans down. And he wants to be independent. And I understand sure. why he wants it. I just we've been trying to get him to be kind of. Fiscally responsible as well. Sure. Yeah. No. I, that, I mean, I get that, and that makes sense. I mean, you got to you give them that the ability to kind of have a little bit of their own, you know, destiny kind of thing, and I'm pay this. But, but man, from a smart perspective, why wouldn't you live at home, especially if you're not like hanging out with mom and dad twenty four seven? And man, pay get the far the. That's one thing I wish I had done earlier in life was been more concerned with debt or. Like paying down things that I had borrowed, or putting more money aside for retirement. Those are the kind of things that I look at. And if I, you know, would could tell my twenty-five-year-old self, "Hey, that hundred dollars a month that you don't want to save, mm, by the time you're fifty, it'll actually be more than a hundred dollars. You'll actually yeah. have some money saved." Exactly. I made that. My dad used to tell me that all the time, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't afford it. I can't afford it." I probably could have, and I probably should have, because now I'm having to put way more than that in my retirement fund every month to even be able to think about retiring when I'm your age. We're preaching to Kyle that he really needs to get a 401k going and, do, and start doing something. Oh, yeah. While he's, you know, while he's still young. And again, they'll reap the benefits later. But, you know, it's at that age... It's hard to tell him anything. Yeah, and, you know, I would we say... We didn't want to hear it at our age. 75 to 80% can't see past next weekend. I mean, they're just, you know... True. living in the moment. And I... Doesn't mean they're bad kids. They're just yeah. But I'm. Not I mean, in reality, I think I did the same thing. Yeah. You know, we talk about how like college didn't cost us in four years what a year might be now. But at the same time, then I think back and I think the first radio job I had in 1991 paid twelve thousand dollars. I worked nights and I made a thousand dollars a month and I could live on that. I mean, I had two roommates, but it's like it, it's all relative. So. That job today wouldn't pay twelve grand. It might be twenty-five grand. So I mean, it's all relative, like the cost of things. But like, Caitlin will laugh and she'll say, "Dad, my rent is more than that a month." 
I'm like, well, again, this was 1991, honey. I mean, you know, it's not yesterday. You youngster. I know. I just really, 91 was your first job? <laughs> My first full-time job. I don't care. It was still your first full-time job. <laughs> Let me just say I started my career in radio, and it was not any fun. It was, uh, it was well, a different decade, but that's okay. As long as it was in the 70s, you're fine. Well, no. I was a kid of the 70s, but no, I did not have a full-time gig in the 70s. Did you, were, did you say y'all on the radio? Well, I worked for a country that's radio what I station. Said. It was okay. You know. What did you go by on the air? Oh, you're gonna really make. I really, I'd like. I actually would like to know this. I've never asked this. So, my middle name's Robert. Sure. We shortened it to Rob. Didn't really like that for a country station, so we changed it to Bob. And then we took, of course, my first name is Michael. Actually, uh, my mom had a great sense of humor. Why wouldn't you name your son Michael Nickel? Um, <laughs> so. So my radio name—that was a very long explanation. Sure, yeah. But uh, my radio name was Bob Michaels. Bob Michaels at KADA Radio, y'all. And then I went into TV at K10 in Ada. And then when I left there and went to Fort Smith, there was already a mic that was a sports anchor. And okay. So they didn't want two anchors with the same. How do you name. make the transition from radio to TV, or did you always want to do TV and radio found you first? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's acceptable. Uh, that was, yeah, I just enjoyed it. I'll accept that. Uh, but I enjoyed radio, too. I really did. Um, but then I was I was Rob Nickel in Fort Smith. I shortened the middle name. Better than Bobby Nickel. That's, well, that's true. If I'd thought of that, though, I probably would have That's what it. You should. And you probably played, played a lot of Tracy Lawrence probably at that time. <laughs> And Dan Seals. Uh, I was actually... Oh, my gosh. What is it? Um, oh, oh. Come on now. Uh, Exile. Super. Oh, geez. That's, you know... Wow. Yeah. That does, that's kind of, that does kind of date you, I Come suppose. Come on, you're hearing it right now. Yeah, really. I'm like, I know, I, I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm not going to sing it for we you. We should create a playlist that you can uh, download from the website that has all of Mike's classic country songs. From back in the day. It's going to click like an eight-track tape. Y'all. Just be prepared I, for Exactly. That. Right in the middle of a song. <laughs> now, see, my dad had an eight-track player in his 76 Grand Prix that I used to get to drive. And I would go to the thrift store, like a music store that was like a thrift store and a music store all at once. It was weird. And they would have used eight-tracks because by that point, no one had them. So I would buy these eight-tracks of, of bands that my parents hated. And then I would drive around in the car, and all the good... It would always stop in the middle of a good song and click to the next track. And I, eight tracks were like the worst idea in, on planet Earth. I still have some. They're not, not... I don't play them, but... They're not... With, yeah, player. really, they're not coming back. <laughs> you know, everything's retro now. No. Everything. They're not coming back. cassettes as well, if that makes you feel any that better. Cassettes are a little more acceptable. You might be that's able to... That's your generation. You might be able to... That's true. Find a cassette player... Now don't now stop that. When Carrie Micklin and I were in college, it was still cool to like m- make mixtapes for a girl. That not I mean, Karen would probably laugh because she probably would remember this. But you'd make mixtapes for girls that you like were like after you'd like like hey I made you a tape of some songs I like. Oh, that's that cool. is quite possibly the lamest idea I I'm telling I've ever you. heard of for trying to get a date. Well, no, that was never like my lead. It was oh. more like. <laughs> Like oh, was, after that was made. That was after yeah. That was after you like broke the ice a little bit. That was never like the first. Hey, I made you a. <laughs> hey, you don't know hey, here's me, a, but here. here's a creepy move. I made you a cassette tape with some love songs. I really Anita hope Baker's you like on. Exile. Yeah, really. I hope you like. 
Oh, geez. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Yeah, that was before country. That was before Garth Brooks. When like country, oh. country really became cool when Garth Brooks became oh, big. Oh, yeah. A, a good Oklahoma boy. You, do you still have some of those shirts that are so starched that they stand on their... Like you put your arm in them and they're like... No, I never wore those because I couldn't stand it. Mm. Yeah. So you weren't like a real starch. cowboy starch then. Starch is not my friend. You weren't a real cowboy I then. I would much rather be wrinkled. I don't care. <laughs> and at my age now, that's not a problem. It's just, just you know, the wrinkles. Well, no, that, yeah, I mean, I totally get that. I, <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, you know what, Kev? You know what time it is? It's probably time for a break. It is. And, of course, everybody who listens to us on a regular basis knows why. But we survived almost a half an hour there. That's pretty good, actually. Really a ha- only a half 32 an hour? minutes. That's pretty Are good. Are you kidding me? I thought it was so much longer. All right. Sure. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with more of the Journey from Dude to Dad podcast. All right. Bathroom break is over. It's like the obligatory middle of... See, the problem is you used the bathroom. I didn't. I don't really need to go now, but somewhere in this next segment, I'm going to be like... Oh boy! Mm-hmm. Should have gone to the bathroom. I sure hope so. Well, when you—that's called karma. When we always have a couple beers, and uh-huh. you know, I'm like, they go down real smooth, and then, yeah. you know, I'm like, hey, gotta go the, the bathroom. room's kind of cold. Yeah, it all just kind of comes together, doesn't it? Just, <laughs> it me, does. Anyway. We could be doing. That. We could be recording outside, <laughs> where well, it's no, like could. 32 degrees outside. Oh my goodness! You know, we've talked so much about how long you've known Karen Mickle and. Some of the things. 1987. I really think one of these days she's just going to have to be a guest co-host. She's going to have to come in and, and do this show. With yeah, good luck. I don't see that happening. I don't know how you're going to get her in here to do this because yeah. I don't think that she's up for that. Yeah, not that she wouldn't do it, but if you can get her to do it, I'd be impressed. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to be. Yeah. She never wants to be in the limelight. At we could all. do a behind-the-scenes segment where we have like, and when I say we, I mean me. We have like five or six questions that we ask her, and you're not allowed to answer them. I think that'd be great, actually. Karen, tell me about the time that. That's a great idea for everyone, unless you're me. That's right, for everyone except me. I get it. Tell me about the time that Mike, insert blank. Mm -hmm. The last question is, Karen, did you really just see your husband threaten Kevin's life? You know, I can call her and record a phone call sometime, and we'll just put that on a future episode. I'll be like, here's the call I made to Karen Mickle. Karen, please explain this. You know what? Then you better fear for your life. That's true. Once she hears it, boy, are you in trouble. That's true. Yeah, she, that's true. She will. Early, early she, in my, well, early in our marriage, and when I would host events, She'd be sitting in the back room, yeah. And if I looked over as I was speaking to people, I wanted to introduce my wife. I'm very, I love her very much. I'm proud of my wife, and she could just tell by my body language that I was turning and what I was going to do. And she would get up out of the chair and walk out of the room before I could do it. That's yep. It's it's she was she was on on duty the night that Camden was born. She was very helpful. We still remember that. Katie and I still talk about that. She was at the hospital the night Camden was born. She was part of the nurse crew that you know whatever they do when the baby's born. Because when she came in the back of the room, I'm like, wow, she's very clean. That kid's that kid's cleaned up now. You know, they take her (laughs) off to the side, and it just I I remember that because even she must see. I mean, it's not like the first time she's ever seen a baby delivered. She still had that, like, 
excitement that you get from when you're a mom or when you recognize other people having a child. And she knew a little bit. Obviously, she knew us, and she knew right. the adoption story and all that. There but was a personal connection, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but she was just, it was just like, you know, because Karen, you know, she can be a little cross once in a while. Really? She, yeah, she can be to the point. I, she, I just, that, I remember that night that Karen was sure. born, that she was just that. so, like, excited about it. I was like, oh. She was, because she, you know, she had a long-time friendship with you, and she knew the journey, and, and she enjoyed her time in mm-hmm. postpartum. Yeah. Um, but I will say that she also just enjoys being a nurse. And now with her job in, you know, where she's in convenient care, I think she's more hands-on with the patients when they're going through something. Sure. And I think that, you know, I'm sure it's stressful, but I, I think she also enjoys that in a different way. But she, she never gets tired of snuggling a baby, that's for sure. Yeah, I suppose that if, if you're if you like that kind of stuff, there's you would always be excited about it because it is neat and it's, I mean, a new life coming into the world. It's it is a very neat experience. I mean, I have to give you that. I mean, the birth of both of my kids were right up there with anything else that's ever happened to me. It's it is an exciting day, and to have people on the floor at the hospital who are like into it because there were other nurses there that day who like I'm like, why are you here? It's obvious this is not you don't. You're not having any fun today. So, where's Karen Mickle? Go get Karen. <laughs> exactly. We need her now. We need Karen now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I got in so much trouble when Kyle was born. I was a little too excited. And I may have yeah. walked down the hall briskly saying, I've got a son. We've got a son. And all I heard was, you're breaking every rule this hospital <laughs> has. Get back here. Get back in there. Oh. <laughs> so you know this is completely unrelated but it just came to me and I'm going to bring this up and you're oh going to be like oh crap um, I know we talked on a previous episode about how like we're not on Snapchat or TikTok so a good, a good business associate of mine sent me a TikTok this week of a person oh, I don't even know who this person is but the TikTok was them watching the lightning video from back in the day <laughs> And yeah, I've how, heard about that. <laughs> it was so funny. And my buddy in East Moline's funny like... funny to everybody but me. <laughs> and the guy was like, I don't know what happened. This woman's still alive, evidently. I'm like, I just was like, oh, God, now it's on TikTok, too. And the kids thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I did a three-year, four-state, undercover investigation mm. into human trafficking. I have... Cracked opioid abuse. Mm-hmm. I've worked with yep. police. I, you know, you've I've been done, undercover at Credit Island. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I've done all these meaningful documentaries, and my kids. And that's your okay. legacy. That is your legacy. Dad, you're on TikTok. That's cool. A videotape that got stuck in the in the player in the control room. Forget that. Over the past ten years, it's already had millions of views. Well, yeah, I mean, on various sites. But now I've made it to TikTok. I'm but, somebody But now. every time I watch it, though, your <laughs> the look on your face is like, it's like the first time I've seen it. It's so damn funny. Well, I mean, maybe not to you. It, it's on the Mickle Communications website. It's very funny. You should check it out. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, MickleCommunications.com. It's grown a little tiresome for me. Well, yeah, because you're the star of that video, of said video. The star. 
That's that's a nice word. Ah, I was like, I don't really know what happened there, but well, but well, <laughs> just it doesn't really sound that way. <laughs> I'll never forget that line or live it down. And we are getting ready to uh, WH. We have host a discussion in downtown Leclaire, local four news over coffee, which I do. And so we are we're going to go live from the distillery. Well, of course, the Burchett brothers. Sure. Oh, yeah. Ryan. And uh, Ryan was the morning meteorologist. When I At the was time. Morning anchor. Okay. And uh, Jessica Ty was my co-anchor. The minute it happened, Jessica started crying. She was laughing so hard. She turned her back to the camera. Ryan's head hit the desk. Oh. And the floor crew. All drop to their knees laughing. I was literally the only man upright. <laughs> so when they came back, oh. that was it. So Ryan and I, when we were scouting out Mississippi River Distillery. That's funny. He was talking about somebody asking him about that again recently, too, and we were reliving it. It's much funnier to him than it is to me. For some I might just start a TikTok account just so I can go, like, share that video. But, like, share... I, you know, I can honestly say that's not. This is not the first time that I've said, "Kevin, you're dead to me." That's, I get it. <laughs> I get it. That's fine. It's all good. And I'm not. The Won't be the last time. Won't be the last time. Probably. Exactly. I get it. Oh my! Yeah. There's just those moments in time that you. Who knew? Who knew? No. I mean, and that's yes, exactly. Let's hope she's still alive and well. Well, she recovered. Um, and I've never personally met her. <laughs> you've I, never, but you've never recovered from it. <laughs> I would have liked to meet her, but apparently she she did not find the humor in it from what I've heard. From oh, people. okay. But and I understand. I mean, she had a close call with death. But uh, when it hit the Jay Leno night show, tonight show, yeah, like I, really, well, this is it. Now you've made the big time. Uh-huh. So I, there you go. I'm or sorry. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to like veer us off course, but I just that happened to me this oh, week. Man. Did you veer us off course? Well, I mean, it was funny though. I'm sitting here right now, wishing I would get struck by lightning, <laughs> just so the conversation would be over. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. Well, nor never. Now with it being out in the world of social media, it never will end. It's it. Every day, new people not are discovering that video. Media. It's on TikTok. Yeah. You may not realize this, Kevin. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, from what I understand, you Whatever. are. Whatever. Hold on. I need to call your wife. <laughs> she needs to put some sense in you right now. Oh, gosh. So we're, we're heading into the, the, the last six, seven weeks of uh, high school basketball season. Your last athlete is playing basketball. Um, I'm, I know what it was like when, when Kyle went down the wire and, and the emotion of all that. How are you handling it this time? Oh, don't even ask me. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. I've already, you know, because our crew will be there from local four. They're at as many high school games as they can get to, mm-hmm. doing highlights. And I've already told them there will be no tight video shots of the Mickles during senior nights. They'll just put that on TikTok. Yeah, they won't put it on not. TV. They'll put it on TikTok. It's the sequel to the <laughs> lightning strike looper. Oh, you're no good to me. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it, yeah, it's just a weird, I mean, it was, it was, it's been, if this makes sense, it's been different emotions, but the same for all three of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm the first to tell you that 
the greatest thing that ever happened to me was becoming a dad right after marrying Gary Mickle. Yeah, good answer. Um, but Way to slide that in there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and she's a phenomenal mom. Was Kate a swimmer, is that right? Uh-huh. So all of them have been athletes. So you've been able to go watch different sports and experience each Kate one in their own element. baton when she was younger, you know, and so we went to many, many baton competitions. We've just had a very active life with the three kids because even before they got into school, even before kindergarten, they were playing in these, you know, what league was it in baseball then? When you sure, yeah. Them, you know? Um. Yeah, so, yeah, this has been twenty-one years of. I'm trying to do the math in my head, and that's not easy. But yeah, twenty-one years of some sort of sporting activity involving our kids and the travel and the. You know, when you're in the middle of it, you're just sometimes you're just tired and want to sure. stay home. Oh yeah. But looking back on it now, I. I wouldn't change anything. I mean, it has just been the relationships that we have developed with the other parents. Yeah. The relationships that our kids have developed with their teammates. And still seeing those now young men walking into our house and giving me a hug, it just, it's an incredible feeling. Oh, yeah. And seeing how they truly care about each other and they look out for each other. I, I can't. And I say this in all honesty, there's not a punk in the group. I mean, they're just all respectful, just well-behaved young men. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's this season is so different and weird because of restrictions and, you know, there's less crowds and it's you're probably not going to road games because you can't and or this or that. It's just you're you savor each of those moments, but now, I mean, because COVID is not creating the scenario where you thought, like Matt's senior year, I'm going to go do this and do that. It's been tempered. Although football, incredible season. One for the record books for PV. It really was. Basketball, you're enjoying it. You know, whether they go to the state tournament or not, it, it, it is, it's all kind of up in the air and relative. When it's done, will you feel like, I'm good. I didn't miss any of it. So, although I'm sad, I will not have any regret because I missed. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it at that point. I'm done, we, all three of them, and I'm good. It's amazing how this virus has changed your perspective, you know, your I mean, hour. But, um, yeah, I, if you had told me a little over a year ago that we might have an abbreviated football season or an abbreviated basketball season, I would have been so ticked. And this year, what I've done is just, I really have enjoyed, somebody told me a long time ago, don't worry about the moments, worry about the moment. Mm-hmm. Enjoy every single one of them because you'll never get it back. Yeah. And that's really kind of been my philosophy over the past year. And just, again, you know, when they get to this senior year and, you know, they're a pretty decent human being. And you think, okay. You've done all right. Yeah, we did all right. And they're surrounded by a bunch of other great young men. And Kate on the swim team had great young women with her. And just, you know, it's different in that Karen and I are going, well, what are, what are we going to do next? I mean, because we have spent so much of our life involved in our children's activities and things that it's going to be an adjustment. 
But I think the first thing I'm going to do is just take a really long nap. Sure. Just, just relax. Back to it, I'm older than you. That's well, I and to, it's you know. how yeah, I get that. It's, uh, it's better than moving to Ridgecrest. You could well, move. You could move into retirement home. That's how. That's what I get all the time. Is we'll drive by a place like that, and my wife will joke because we're I'm 13 years older than she is. Oh, that's where we're going to. Hey, Camden, that's where Dad's going to go in a couple of years. I'm like, I don't know. I'll take the dog and I'll go there. That's fine. I'm like, you know, she's like, wait a minute. I'm like, you want me to live there? Me and the dog will go. That's fine. I'm good. She's like, wait a minute. You're not taking the dog. You're not taking the dog. What do you mean? I'm like, no, if I'm leaving, I'm going there with the dog. I mean, you, if you're not coming, that's fine. Well, I'm not going to name the senior living facility, but I am convinced that Karen agreed to the lot where we built our house because she can literally... Put me in the wheelchair. And roll you down the, down the hill. You would. You could roll and right down the hill and right just go right the into the parking lot. lot. That's true. Living They'll be looking for you. And I think, yeah, she's going to call probably. She does love me. Better. He's coming down the hill right way. now. <laughs> I sent him. He's on his way. It's nice. She'll wait till everyone's out of the house. So it's just the two of you. Yep. That's how that works. Her and the dog. And I think Boomer loves her more than me anyway, so. He might miss me a little bit, but not as much as he does. Yeah, possibly. Well, it's it's hard to tell. I, I think that same thing, too. The dog is like a totally attached to me. But if I'm gone, would the dog miss me? I don't know. But if I'm gone for eight hours, the dog acts like it hasn't seen me in 17 weeks. Oh, my God, you're home. Great. Dad, you're home. I did that for three. With see, and that's what, I love, that's what I love about I wish my family was as loyal as my dog, uh-huh. you know? I'm like, I could be gone all day, and they're like, oh, dad's home. Yeah. The dog's like, crazy, dad's home, let's go. Well, you know, with two boys, but mainly the last one, you know, it's not even, <laughs> hey, dad, good to see you. Yeah. It's, sup. What? I'm sorry, what? Huh? Well, that's, you know. You'll be excited when he's at Iowa and he calls and says, Sup, Dad? Yeah. You know, then you'll be like, Hey, how are you? Yeah. It's all, I think it's all relative. I'll I mean, be driving there. I'll be spending money on dinner and on hair products. Well, <laughs> he's, that, yeah. kid's got the perfect hair. Ooh. That kid has that the perfect, that's perfect? perfect hair. It just never moves. It's. I wish I had hair like that still. I think there are Robins living inside <laughs> hair. Yeah. There might be. There might be. He's been getting that. cut recently. So oh, I think he lost five pounds just by getting the haircut. I mean, I get that. Not, he's never going to have it short. That's just not him. But So you're good with basketball season coming to an end eventually here. That'll be that'll end the sports season. Spring will eventually come. We're, I mean, in theory, it will, it will be nice soon. Maybe not soon, within a couple months. Wasn't it so cool, though, today? I mean, at least for me, driving around in the sunshine. Like, you get into your car, and it wasn't cold. It was, like, actually nice. And, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, you're right. It, it, I almost felt like, hey, spring, when spring comes, this is what it, it was, when it was 40-something. I mean, it was, it's not been a terrible winter for us here in the Quad Cities, but we do have more snow coming, and this weekend's going to get cold. So it's like, it's going to kick us in the backside again. So it is... Yeah, days like today, I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. But when I saw 40 degrees and felt the sunshine on my mm-hmm. face, I'm like, okay, I, I can handle this. And then, to your point, I think tomorrow's supposed to be, I don't know, what, 15, something like that for a high. It's going to be right back. A little chilly. Yep. Yeah. So all this melting's going to happen. And then it's going to freeze. It's going to refreeze. That's right. Get some salt. And i got to worry about breaking it. Yeah, see, now that's, I don't need that. Don't be, I don't need you in a wheelchair. 
Because Karen will just be like, I'm on time for this. She'll wheel you in and out of the living room. I gotta go to work. She'll be like, you have to go to the bathroom again? What's going on with this? How many beers have you had? I get it. I mean, that's fine. So, reason number 14 to not fall on the ice. <laughs> Your wife will not allow you to go to the bathroom whenever you want. Oh, my. <laughs> No, when we started talking about this podcast, I never dreamed we'd get quite as personal as we have, but it's raw and real. It folks. is. It's, it's true. Raw and real. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's, you know, it's just even my employees will look at me and go, We probably need to take a break now, don't we? So you go to the bathroom all the time. I actually, I'm, right, I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. We can probably finish this out and we'll be good. I'm all right. I'll hold it for a little while. I am a little younger than you. I can still hold it a little while. It's all good. As the, it sounds like there's trivia going on out here in the in the main lobby. Indeed, we might go out and play trivia later here at Caddy's. You know what? I, I'll let you do that. I uh, you're like I'm gonna no, nope, I'm out. No, nope, I'm good. I'll watch. Antisocial. Yeah. I get it. That's fine. It's one of those things where I have to think all day. I, when I'm off work, my brain shuts down. I don't want. Because when you're at work, you you, ha- you have so much complexity going on, and, and being in the news world, wow. you're right. Lately, it's been a little heavy. There's a lot going on. I mean, new, regardless of your politics, when there's a presidential inauguration and all the stuff that's been going on, it is it's newsworthy. And it's I mean, from a news perspective, it's got to be an exciting time to be, but it's also got to be draining. It is draining, you know. And when you go a few weeks back to the unrest at the nation's capital. Mm-hmm. And again, I still say, and these, you know, I shouldn't even bring them into the equation because they are all bright, young adults that um, can certainly take care of themselves. But there's just something that dad gene's strong. You know, yeah. having 22 and 23 yeah. year old employees and knowing that they are hundreds of miles away from their family and all this junk is going on, I can't help but be concerned about them. I will say that they've stayed strong, they are doing an incredible job. They've had a great attitude, but they're still, I'm always watching them, trying to gauge what their emotion is at that time. Mm-hmm. And then just some yeah. of the stuff, I mean, even for my age, some of the images that we have seen over the past couple of weeks, I said the other day, and you know, we really have become the breaking news station in the market. And I'm proud of that. But I looked at uh, my digital manager the other day and said, can we just do a newscast that's just about sunshine and puppies? Just, you know, can we just? Can you fill a half an hour with that? Is there enough of that? Uh, you know, I'll find them. You could. That's good. The sunshine may be in short supply depending on the day, but the puppies. It's true. We can find them. So, well, if you need to fill like thirty seconds, there's a video I know that you can run. <laughs> Throwback video. <You> know? <laughs> I'm just going to say this once. Sure. You need Jesus. I do. <laughs> I, do. Jesus, I don't think he's Jesus would probably anymore. laugh at that you, video. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, Mike, I feel for you. I get it. This I get it. If only you felt that kind of compassion. Sure. Yeah. You're right. No. Exactly. You oh, I do. Jabbing me. I do. Jabbing me. It's like, it's just like the lowest hanging fruit possible. Well, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you could at least help me out and go to YouTube.com. And go to Mickle Communications. Sure. Follow us. Hey, let's get some more views on this video. <laughs> we need you to follow us. Oh, boy. We've got more videos coming out. None of them are nearly lightning. Yeah, really. None of, None of them are about lightning. None of them show TV anchors stunned. Nope. On camera. 
<laughs> no, one and done. But you looked trim and you had a nice tie on. Okay. You did. I mean, it was it was stylish. It was, what, 12 years ago? Something sure. Like so it it just day. seems like yesterday. <laughs> Every day. Oh, my do you, like, wake Groundhog up, do you, like, wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and see that video? No. Okay. I just thought I'd add. Nope. I did wake up in the middle of the night when I was working the morning show because the phone was ringing off the hook. Sure. And that was people saying, did you realize that you were just on Jay Leno? <laughs> yes, I did. Thank you. Oh, jeez. The first one, I was like, what? And by, like, the fourth one, I'm like, yeah. Yep, yeah. That's I'd me. like to go back I'm to good. sleep now. Good. I'd, Thank you. But, of course, I didn't go back to sleep. After no. That. That's good. I get it. You know, those moments in TV, that's... If you just stayed in radio, none of this would have happened. You're right. I could have been Bob Michaels. <laughs> really I could have been living large. I mean, in, you were. You were at one point. In southern Oklahoma. And oh, I, You know, Y'all. it would have been good. You, yeah, I did some things on stage for the country band. I, you know, I, that's right. You did play in a country band as well. What I did not did play? You, I did, did you sing? Play. You only you were a singer. Yeah, yeah. Really? Are there, is there any? Speaking of YouTube, are there any videos of that? Oh no, that was way that would, before YouTube. Nobody had a camera. Thank no, I mean, no one had a video camera there. No one has any. No. Oh, I got to do a search. There's some photos. I got to do a search no there in video. Oklahoma oh, for video. Me, I've already done. I've already looked. Because that I'd pay money to see. I would have paid people off to delete it. If that I would have paid, I would pay money right now to see that. If I kept going, Garth Brooks and I might have been sure. Oh yeah, yeah. You could have played the inauguration yesterday. That's fine. That'd have been great. You and Garth could have played together. That's perfect. Forget Trisha. If he didn't want me, I bet Lady Gaga would have. She actually had a. She has a beautiful voice. She really does. Was that incredible? It really was. And is it just me? And again, politics aside. I don't care if you're right or left or whatever. Every four years when that happens, is it not the coolest thing in the world to be an American citizen and watch that process? That's why this year was such an aberration. But it is it really is a neat process to watch democracy in action kind of on stage. It was my six year old just watched it and thought it was the neatest thing, didn't really understand it. You know, the twenty year old was all like, you know, great. Because, you know, as a 20-year-old, she's a Democrat. And I'm like, I get that. But she, even from her perspective, she learned a little bit about civility and politics. And it was just neat to kind of watch it unfold. Try to be neutral and just let and watch it unfold. It's definitely a moment. And I I get so so tired of the back and forth. Yeah. We post something that has any kind of political ramification. It is... It's amazing how many people comment on that, and I just get, I want to shut down. I want sure. To, I want to turn it off. I don't want to see it anymore, and I really had planned on, not because of any political leaning, I just really had planned on not watching it, because I yeah. thought it's going to be replayed and replayed. Yep, and replayed over and over. And I just, after everything that we've been through as a country over the past couple of weeks, I'm like, nope, but... You do. Okay, so here's a question. I think we've talked about this before. From a news perspective, you're a news director. That was a giant news story. When you saw those things unfold in the Capitol, is it, oh my God, I'm, I'm almost, I'm like, I was like embarrassed a little bit to be an American. I was like, this is crazy. But from a news perspective, 
Is that not like the biggest story like that's happened in forever? You know, Caleb, I gotta be very honest with you. It was shocking. Yeah. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing, but this is not a this is not a sales pitch or a marketing ploy. It really is we made a promise to our viewers that we would be the most local station mm-hmm. in the market. Yeah. And that we would cover breaking news. So we really did leave that to the network okay. to cover that. Yeah. And we now, when we had any kind of concern that there might have been somebody locally that was involved, of course we would go after sure. that. Sure, yeah. But, and we did contact our local senators and representatives uh, to talk to them. But as far as covering it from a national perspective, yeah. we didn't. We, that we makes sense. Local. But that local perspective of whether it's Sherry Bustos or someone from Iowa and or whatever. Wesley. Exactly. It's just, it, it. to me, as a photographer... When I saw pictures coming out of the Capitol or video that photographer shot, I'm like, because I mean, I, I've, I've done, I used to work for the, I freelanced for the Quad City Times. I've done stuff for you. I've photographed Barack Obama when he was in town, some other things on a freelance basis. So there's part of that, like, this is neat to document something that's historical. And there's also, it's like that, there's like the, the, whether it's 9-11 or the Oklahoma City bombing, there's still the the news angle. Like, if I had a camera in my hand and I was in Washington that day, would I, was I appalled by what happened? Yes. But if I had actually been there with a camera, I would have been taking pictures. I would have been in that crowd trying to document it as a news person. And it's just, it's almost like, is that something that, whether you're, whether you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy... Sometimes I think that news angle of it, you just it just kicks in and you just do your thing. It is instinctive. Yeah. I mean, after you've done it for so many years, yeah, you start thinking about angles and you start. Like, and I, and while I'm was saying that I was not going to be covering, I mean, we did what's called a cold open. You know, where yeah. we had you know a little bit of Nat sound and some video of it at the top of the show, but then we tried to really bring it home and localize it. Um, it was hard to turn away from. I mean, oh yeah, it has to be. You know, when you talk about the Oklahoma City bombing, that was completely different for me because that's where I'm from. Sure. And my brother was the Senate Majority Leader. And I can remember going down there and walking past the rubble with him. And at that point, you know, there again, we had viewers at 6, because that's where I was at the time at KWQC, contacting the station to ask about my family because I had just been on Paula Sam's Live the day before. Mm-hmm. It was a get-to-know-your-anchors segment, and I was talking about my family there. Yeah. And we got so many calls, they ended up sending me. And so there, I was there for about a week doing live shots, and then a week, we brought back a week of content. But, you know, then going through that, seeing that in your home state and sitting across from parents whose children were in that daycare center inside the Murrah Federal Building, I will tell you that as a young reporter, I, I still haven't forgotten it. I yeah. mean, that stayed with me. Well, how different is it, because I've seen, I saw that stuff on TV. I see things in Washington. I saw 9-11 on TV. So for Oklahoma City, you actually like went there. How different is it to like, you see it on TV, you cover, but when you were there and in front of it, I mean, that's the reality. See, to me, I'm like, I can't even picture or imagine what it would be like to have been in New York at 9-11 or in the Capitol last week or at the Murrow Federal Building when that happened. When you went to cover that, how surreal or how real was that being there 
as opposed to watching it on TV from a thousand miles away. It was overwhelming. It yeah. honestly was. It was one of those things where even when I came back to the Quad Cities, I would wake up in the middle of the night for several weeks. But um, so yeah, it was tough. I mean, it was tough. And then to flip that switch, and as my brother being the Senate Majority Leader and hearing from others that he had been running the floors of the state capitol to make sure that he's a former he was a former Marine. He wanted to make sure that everybody was out of the building before he left the state capitol because at that point they didn't know if the state capitol might be the next target. And so wow. and then walking with him to survey the damage, at that point I wasn't I was no longer a journalist. Mm-hmm. I was his brother. And yep. I wanted to be there to support him. So yeah. it was a whole wide range of emotions, but it was a it it was a challenge for sure. Um, yeah. And just when you that think that you can't, you'll never see anything that will be worse than that, then all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, no, that's, you I guess, it, well, so. and that's the thing, isn't it? Even when you think it's the worst thing you're ever going to see, something always happens. There's always going to be another tragedy or another thing that goes on. It might not be 9 11, but it, there's always going to be something that happens. Especially in the world that we live in now. So, yeah. Unfortunately. That, a, that one was incredibly personal. There was just such a wide range of emotions. The fact that people were calling the station because they wanted to make sure that my family was okay. Yeah. That was another one of those things where you go, wow. I, so, I that's one of those places that, like, for me, I remember where I was when the, when the shuttle exploded when I was in high school. I remember where I was when 9-11 happened. People like who are older than us talk about when Kennedy was assassinated. For you, I mean, I remember that bombing because it was on the news. But for you, does does that association the same as nine eleven? And oh, you like, it, like it, it totally. You know right where you were. And that was before the days really of voicemail. So I mean, we had answering machines, and I woke up that morning and my answering machine was full. People were calling, wanting to know what was going on with my family. They were, it was, um, and I couldn't believe it. And I turned on the TV and I'm like, wow, how does this happen in Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. It was, uh, yeah, it was a weird one. And that's the thing what is interesting about news is I imagine for every story like that, you could tell me a thousand stories about cute puppies or families being reunited or soldiers or this that's the the dichotomy of news it's it's really bad and it's really good it can be both it really is and i would say until a few years ago people i can't i shouldn't even say that i there is a certain segment of the population that wants to dwell on the negative and you know when you're dealing with something like that uh, you get a lot of viewers, uh, but there are also some people that just, when you're celebrating a, a five-year-old child who sees a neighbor, uh, a neighborhood that's in need, mm-hmm. and she starts a lemonade stand, and she raises $35, and she yeah. gives it to people there, in this community, we have a lot of people that go, that's really cool, and they want to watch it, and now they can share it, you know? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, it depends on who your audience is. No, that makes sense. And, you know, as journalists, we have a responsibility to inform the public. But I think that we also have a responsibility to say, 
enough's enough. And well, you also get to control a, a little bit about how what you do feed the public, yeah. because there are always good stories out there. But news sometimes is negative. But you often—I mean, you talk about this all the time about how do you how do you filter that? How do you balance that with good? You gotta get you gotta tell it like it is, but then you also can tell it like it is on. Hey, by the way, this also happened, and it's good. Well, for example, you know, when we decided that we were going to become the breaking news station, we really, I really pushed for, you know, obviously we're going to be listening and we're going to be going out on breaking news. And I also challenged all of my reporters to come in every day with two stories, potential stories that could be leads, you know, mm-hmm. lead our newscast. Well, now I'm saying, okay, somebody has to be responsible for bringing me good news. I want one of you to tell me a story that's going to make me feel better about the world we live in. And they're doing a great job with that. I mean, they're finding some people, and now people are beginning to see that we're doing that, and they're calling us. So at this point, we would have gone to our last break of the episode and come back and finished it up. But the device we were using decided not to record the last 10 minutes of this episode. So we're going to end it right here with an invitation for you to join us online, thejourneytodad.com, or on any of the social media platforms, Journey from Dude to Dad. And we'll be back with another episode soon, right here. Thanks for listening, and share it with a friend. And there you have it, another installment of The Journey from Dude to Dad. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out The Journey from Dude to Dad on Facebook or Journey to Dad on Instagram. And last but not least, check out our video blog at journeytodad.com.